just like absorb yeah i love that um well uh i want to start the show so this is provo kid and uh i have you know i don't know i don't even know how to introduce them they're my new favorite local band oh Um, subliminal is one of my favorite songs fascinate is uh, amazing lily house is here and um can you introduce you yourselves uh by name please yeah, I'm David. David. I'm Mike. I'm Mike. The most boring names you will David ever hear. Mike. Our, our band name's cool, though. I think. Yeah, yeah, Lily House. <laughs> and why is it a uh, compound word? Um, yeah. I mean, we can just, like... Is it, at the end of the day, just because Sugar House is I a was living word? in Sugar House. I think I was living in Sugar House, kind of, when the band really started. I'd been living in the Bay Area, and then with the pandemic, I moved uh, back to Utah... Me and David had been in bands before, and we started connecting and like sending songs back and forth. And I was living in Sugar House, 
and I was getting like really into florals, and I think lots of people were getting the florals at the yeah. time. We'd start seeing everybody with like these oh, nice floral yeah. shirts. <laughs> That's so all funny. this collage art with flowers, and I was just getting into it. And then just one night, like I wrote a track, and like when we write demos on like our DAW, like on Logic, we'll just type anything. Yeah, and I just typed like. Lily House. And I was like, I kind of like that. And he liked it. And we just kind of went from there. And wow. So that doesn't answer the question of why it's a compound word. <laughs> no, that's a beautiful answer. It's pretty arbitrary. It's, it's yeah. even better. And I love it. Because it, it, you spoke to a time uh, when I felt like there was a lot of creative expansion going on. Yeah. And to, to be able to you know send somebody... Uh, even a data file and then for them to send it back and then collaborate and make a beautiful piece of music is so fun. And sorry about the Mad Max Marauders uh, if you're <laughs> listening. Witness me! No, I think yeah, cool. I'm uh, sharing the studio with uh, a film crew upstairs. Uh, <laughs> That's know. amazing. So, <laughs> they're uh, Mad Max too. Um, but that's a that's an awesome story. Uh, Thomas uh, Grooves is yeah. what I know him as. He introduced He's me. So cool. Yeah, of Comus, and you're going to be performing with them pretty soon at Boardwalk. Boardwalk. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about that? What date is it? It's September second. Boardwalk in Orem. Um, okay. It is under new ownership. Our homie. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, September second. It's going to be great. We're also playing with Basement Waves. Some other good friends of ours. They're awesome. And Grimwood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be there. So some good homies. Yeah, awesome. I'm going to try to... Smorgasbord of Utah talent. Yeah. Yeah. Utah's on the rise. I'm a big fan of Utah. And I think it's kind of been a hidden gem as far as creative potential. um, Because I think most talent was segregated in some sense to going to New York or uh, talent hubs like L.A. But now, because of the internet, I think you really don't need to uh, go to a physical location anymore. Totally. You know, so Utah has a lot of people making good stuff in Utah right now, and it's really cool to uh, see and uh, see that growth. But um, love some of your music. What song should we uh, start with? Have you guys thought about it? We were talking about other local bands. Yeah, we, yeah. At let's first, do a good color song. Don't do good color. Yeah, what's well, like your favorite? Shoot, what's color that one called? I know what one you're talking about. I don't remember the names of the songs. I don't even like. No, the names of I like songs. things on Spotify and then I listen to them. Okay. You know, and then I'll be like, what was the name of that? So Good Color is, a, is another local band out of Utah? Yeah, they're from Logan. Logan, um, okay. We met them. We played a festival down in Moab a couple months ago. Moab. Yeah. How yeah, beautiful is that? Cool. It was amazing. Yeah, it's way cool down there. And is it Red Rocks? What kind of, or are you playing in a building? What's What's the setup? It was outdoor. I don't know how you describe the setup. Though. The, the venue is like a... called. I think it's called the backyard. I'm really sorry. I think it's called the the backyard. Like Olson Entertainment Group runs a festival series down yeah. there. It's like in downtown Moab, but it's like outdoors. They've got like a nice tent and like these straw bales. Okay. You kind of feel like feels like like a relaxing petting zoo kind of vibe, <laughs> and people just come in from the street and just like hang out and sit down. And it is a really yeah, cool it's spot. Cool. But, like you've got the red rocks all around you. Like it's still scenic. Have you been to the petting zoo in Scipio? No. Uh, I think Where should we go? No, it's... <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I, I actually, anytime, I do always stop there to donate a dollar or two to the petting zoo. Okay. <laughs> they have a camel. Oh, <laughs> we should know, go then. I don't know oh, if it's no. in Scipio, but it's a long... It might be Fillmore, but, you know, down south. If you're driving to Vegas, oh, okay. Okay. so there's one of these sides, middle-of-the-road cities... <laughs> That's awesome. And they have a petting zoo. Okay. And I, you know, I don't even go pet the camel. No? I'm just glad he's alive. He's been there for a while. My family's been driving to Vegas my whole life. I okay. think uh, ever since the 
got the chance to. So yeah, <laughs> like once I found out about that poor guy, I was like, oh no, oh, I'll have to go visit. visit <laughs> it's a small cage. Imagine being a camel. Oh. I'm a, I think the, Should we free him? We're gonna free him. <laughs> We're gonna free him. <laughs> Where's he gonna go? Get With my, us? Get my <laughs> night vision goggles, my grappling hook. <laughs> We're going to free Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. He, he can come live with me. There, yeah. We have a dog park in my apartment. I think it's nice and open and spacious. It'd be more room than he yeah. has. It's, it's interesting. You know, so he's got like a dog kennel size area. There was a, down the street from where I grew up in New York, there was a guy who had llamas and ostriches and camels. Really? Yeah, we'd go walk down. Was it kind of like a little more open space, though? It or? was open. They had like big yeah. pastures, but he had to get rid of them because the ostriches kept like fighting with the llamas. What? It was like a war. <laughs> I think the camels were like Switzerland. They're kind of neutral. Yeah, that's how I see a camel being. Yeah, just like get the hell away from me. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned you're from New York. What part? So I'm from New York State. Um, I'm not from the city. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm from Rensselaer Falls. Population like 300 people. No way. It's right on the Canadian border. Like closest what? major cities, Ottawa. So. What? You could. You could. Yeah. Uh, do you have a Canadian passport? No, we would cross the border a lot before 9/11, and now oh, that geez. I have a passport, I still I'd go like when I visit home, I like to go to Ottawa. Wow, yeah, 9/11 changed a lot. That's crazy. You can even speak to that because I used to go to the airport and wait right behind the gate door, so my sister would come from Ohio, and I'd be standing behind the door right when they get off the plane and try to That's scare. Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and then you know life yeah, is different. different. You do that now, you're ending up in like. Well, yeah. How'd you DHS get that far? Is, yeah, DHS is gonna gonna talk to you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was in Europe like a month ago, and I had bought and like a uh, a wine bottle opener, but it also had like a three inch pocket knife in it. Jeez. Forgot about it in my backpack, and Casually? I was at the scanner. They're like, "Hey, what's this?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a bottle opener." They're like, "Oh, okay," and they just put it back. <laughs> Like, they're like, they don't care. You can just bring big old knives on the planes. Oh, they're just, well, they are, they're just people. You know what I mean? They're just doing their job. So, like, they're in their mind, like, they probably got a list of yes and no's, and you hit, you said the right word. That happened to me recently. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to, (laughs) I said the right words. I'm like, okay. Sure, man. You (laughs) seem trustworthy. Yeah, you seem trustworthy. Like, that's what it is. I felt like a Jedi. You passed the vibe check, yeah. <laughs> dude, I have to. Some people think I'm a big BYU fan, and I am, dude, but sometimes I tell them it's camouflage. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta fit in. You gotta know. Because I don't know if I would be accepted into the school. Uh, it's a tough school to get in academically. Um, it's gotten harder. Even, like I think the year after I got in, they like made it way harder. I don't think I would have gotten in. Really? Yeah. My mom said it was really easy for her. She got to be, She went to BYU Law School. God bless her. She's still alive as well. So, is she from Utah? No. Okay. Where's uh, she from? Ohio. Yeah. So that it's easier from the East Coast. Interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's way easier from the East Coast. I had a friend who had like a C average and he got in. Yeah. They like the. Uh, what's that? They just like the, the, the out of state Mormons. I guess. What yeah, are they I, called? Just. Just out of state though. Out of state. I, yeah. I don't. Uh, I guess they want a more diverse. (laughs) Diverse. Big quote figure (laughs) diverse. I thought about going to BYU Law School after I got my uh, master's and uh, in education. Oh. But I was I was looking at it and uh, you there's a big difference between going um, as someone who's a part of the church and as someone who's not. Uh It's shocking. You're like man, yeah. Um, like from a financial perspective, is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started going to church. Hey! <laughs> got it. You gotta, you gotta go to church. You gotta get that bread. You gotta get that bread. bread. Save so, that bread, yeah. So some people are like, well, why do you, you know, what's going on? I'm like, well, sometimes I just gotta go back in case. 
By their fruits you shall know. Yeah, my mom, uh, yeah, that's how she actually was a convert. Um, okay. And so I never went to church my whole life, actually. I was just baptized at eight to fit in culturally. Yeah. It's how you get to go to law school then. Yeah, and they're like, well, you want to, yeah, because uh, you got to get a, le- a letter from your bishop. Oh. And so I never had a bishop before. Wow. That's a trip, man. <laughs> that is, uh. So you decided not to do the law school thing, though? Yeah, well, I had, a, I had a realization, like, sc- school was a trap. <laughs> yeah. It took the LSAT. I still might go to law school, but I think it's something, like, I think people, a lot of people just dive into it without a lot of, like, oh, yeah. real consideration. Yeah. Oh, like, certainly. It's a huge commitment, and, like, you have to, like, how many, pe- how many people actually want to be lawyers? Like, oh, knowing the lifestyle of the work club, yes. it's, like, it's serious business. You you sound like someone who really knows what they're talking about, because I, I don't know. I know that I've said the exact same thing you have. My wife is, practices law with oh, my mom. Amazing. So. Oh really? Yeah. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, uh, I've worked for lawyers. Really? Um, and like, it's amazing what they do, but you know, like their their lives are pretty intense. Yeah. Give me pause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pause. definitely. I was. It was. I had a different day just because of that. Because uh, Provo girl, uh, you know, I had a mediation for people who don't know what that is. That's just a longer day. And so I was a stay-at-home dad. Uh, you gotta just superhero. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. man, it's a it's a different day when you gotta uh, manage uh, all the the duties, and I call it being retired. <laughs> but honestly, it does feel like you're, because you can only play, uh, play doh or do activities so much. And I don't resort to uh, too much screen time. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I have like this it. real belief of like human to human interaction is yeah. one of the most important things you can have growing up. Yeah. Because that's what I had. I went to I was at a daycare. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a trip, man. So fifth grade, so all I had was, like, the clouds and other kids. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice when I was a kid. Like, I would just, like, look at the sky, look at some grass, <laughs> you know, like, hang out at a department store for an hour. You just find some way to make that scenario, like, interesting to you. That's so funny. Maybe... now it's, like, super easy to just get, like, overstimulated with stuff. I know. Screens have become, I think, uh, kind of, and I have a real angst against screens. Uh, personally, and uh, I think they have a few different views about them. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're one of the things I don't like in life. Yeah, um, I think they, I think they're an alien creation. Honestly, we're all like, "Where's the alien technology? It's in your hand." Yeah, it's <laughs> people surreal. are like wondering, like, what? Why are things changing so fast? Um, all of a sudden, you're carrying around a phone with that that you know does more for you than you can even understand like it's yeah it's a whole nother world now and there's a there's a time where we both grew up where people didn't have that like it was just yeah it wasn't like a 24 7 like was, yeah. you, there was like a couple screens you might have had a screen like for at home at tv like a family screen then you might have had like a uh, a family computer yeah right i didn't get a cell phone until i was in eighth grade Cause I misbehave so bad. <laughs> nice. Oh, you better give me a phone. <laughs> Keep track of my ass. <laughs> yeah, that's for for my safety. Yeah, so that's why I need. I it. racked up those text message bills. Uh, I don't know if you guys. When did you get cell phones? What age? Two thousand nine or ten for me. Two thousand seven. So I was like fifteen or something. Yeah, my family was never like up on that. That we were pretty slow. We got we got a microwave when I was like fifteen. We were always a little like. Oh, did you? No way. Tell me about that. I don't know. Like we're not. The microwave's interesting, actually. Yeah, we just my parents like, why would you get a microwave? We're just like like 
little couple steps behind. Okay. Our neighbors were the Amish, so compared to them, we were like. <laughs> I guess we were you're like, like 300 Jet- people in your town. I forgot. Yeah. So maybe that's compared like- to the Amish things, where we were like the Jetsons, but yeah, okay, compared yeah. to the rest of the world, we were probably just like on average. You're like the most technologically five. advanced family in the neighborhood. Yeah, and my parents are like. You know, my parents are, like, not tech-savvy. They're just not, like, first adopters. They're, yeah. like, last adopters. <laughs> but but that's fine. They just, they, like, they know what works for them. And if if you can show them that something, like, is worth it, they'll do it. But I think it's kind of good sometimes to be, like, a little more a step back about new innovations, like you were saying. Like, yeah. it, it's, like, the Jurassic Park thing. It's, like, just because you can do something doesn't mean mm. you should. Like, just because some, something makes your life more convenient, like, does it always make your life better? But. I yeah. do like listening to your music all the time, though. That, see, that's the thing. Like, I have one. I can't get rid of it. Yeah. I, I need this. Like, yeah. yeah. It has several benefits, and I really do enjoy it. So, uh, But I do have a little bit of an angst sometimes uh, for the youth. I'm like, eh, leave, don't give uh, the youth so many screens. But it is a weird world we live in. Um, do yeah. you think there's any other alien technology out there besides phones? I mean, in your own mind. Like, what, what, yeah, what do you mean exactly when you say alien technology? Um, so I th- like thinking Men in Black. Where do, okay. do you think there's anything that can erase your memory, or do they have any? Is there any type of technology where you like? Oh, I'm going out on a limb, but I think it's real. Like UFOs mm-hmm. would be one. Like it's. Yeah. Well, I think Look, UFOs exist in some form. It's just what are they? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very confident on that. Yeah, they got like those Navy videos. Yeah, like we know. Like I think we know something going is going on. We just don't know. You know, is something flying this or? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, lots of people talk about this, but like the thing where like you talk about something and then you get the ads on your phone. <laughs> that's yeah. definitely a real thing. That's I'm hundred percent. And like, certain. and if they can do that, like, what else are they doing with all this voice recognition? Like, oh like gosh. you know, like in the Dark Knight, where he's got like the technology where it's like using all the phones to just like create like yeah. a three D map. Like, there's someone somewhere in in some place in DC is doing something weird with yeah. all that. Or they could. Or they could. I don't know if they are because they don't care about me at all. Yeah, it's like my relative. But they could. they could. <laughs> That's why the Roomba is so important. They're like, oh no, Amazon got Roomba. We're like, what the fuck? It's a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> but it's data. They got so much data. They know your house floor plans. They know the exact couch size you need. They know everything. And I wonder if Roombas have cameras. But, uh, hey, my, do, that's the thing. It's so easy to fit like a tiny camera or a microphone on things I, now. The bathrooms always thought have one in the men's room. You know, like they just say that's a sensor, oh, the automatic flusher. I'm like, I've always thought since I was a kid, no fucking way I mean, is that just a goddamn sensor, you dude. You never know. I, I've never thought about this. I'm gonna, to be start, honest, like, gonna first... start giving little looks and stuff when I go by, just in case. Because the know. what's the government? People are like, what's the conspiracy behind that? I'm like, I don't know. The government cares. <laughs> what your data? Yeah. Have data. you seen Ex Machina? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a cool movie because like a major plot point. It's like they can't call it Google, but it's basically Google. And the, in the movie, like, the, the CEO, the founder guy, he's, like, all this data we're collecting, what they're using it to do is to create, like, a, like an artificial intelligence. Mm. They're basically just compounding all of these human interactions and behaviors to, like, try to make something as close to a human as possible. So, Ooh, it's can, kind of a fun movie. Can yeah. I, can, I got a real tan, I, can I jump on this point? Yeah. We're talking about AI, and I was thinking about, and I've shared this before, but I like talking about it. And it's, it's a concept that they're creating um, artificial intelligence as sort of like a genie bottle. And there's these extra dimensional entities that need a body to inhabit. Okay. So 
Like we think of AI as like we made it, right? But at the end of the day, it's this extra dimensional entity designing itself into our reality, like trying to a genie going into a box. Because is it really a body? No. Like, could you get put it in, in a silicone suit? Is it really a body? No. Could you get access to all the data in the world? Is it really a body? No. Could it solve all the problems? Maybe. Is it a human? I don't know. But I think there's this entity outside of us that has a strong desire to inhabit a physical form. Um, and we look at it and we call it AI, but I think it's actually something else. I think that's a really interesting idea. I mean, I think um, for me, like spiritually, I'm pretty agnostic. Like I don't really have any like strong inklings one way or another, but like the creation of life itself and the universe is interesting. It's like, like life exists and like, you get to this bedrock of why, because as humans we always want to ask why, but like you just get to this point of what is, and it's just like, yeah, did the universe want to experience itself? Did I it love that. Did it need to be experienced? <laughs> did it That's need so uh, like a viewer to exist in it? Wow, yeah, yeah, I love that. And like, it you know it gets kind of philosophical and metaphysical and woo woo. It's I nice think to interesting. You, like, it's nice to have and feel those thoughts though. You you brush over them, and I think a lot of people do because they've had them. But for people who haven't really, I think, worked with those thoughts and kind of felt them, uh, it's a different experience because it is a weird thing to like, I, and I used to play this game with my wife. I'm like, everything is like, I made that painting. I made that computer with my hands because I imagined I was everybody, right? Yeah. I carved this. Really? I made this microphone. Oh, I understand. You know what I mean? Like, because I am everything. And yeah. so I, you, th those thoughts, when you really like work with them and play with them, uh, you can get stuck in in some weird thought process yeah but you were you work out of them and i think most people do and um it's important to like to have those thoughts that you yeah. sh you shared i think i love well, i love well, them david what were you talking to me about the other day about like beehive brain and oh they just done a lot of research and shit like because i think we think of ourselves a lot as like being closely related to monkeys and like monkeys tend to have like a more like individual brain like i am me from what they can tell whereas like honeybees for instance have like more of a collective brain that like think of me they think of, i'm just part of this collective yeah and th but they found in research like the human brain actually has like a switch where you can be acting as an individual but you flip the switch and you become a honeybee mm. and a lot of like the That's way we, so we act in like groups and stuff is because it's just like activating a completely different part of our brain or like when you're having like really spiritual experiences or like really interacting deeply with music or if you're like high or whatever they say it like activates kind of just it flips the switch so you turn off the individual brain and literally just turn on to, like, a different kind of brain altogether. Wow. Yeah. And it's such, like, a common theme of, like, mysticism of all different religions, parts of the world, or just people on mushrooms or weed. <laughs> basically, like, like, this idea that, like, I'm not distinct from this chair. I'm yeah. not that distinct yeah. from David. Like, I'm not that distinct from the stars. Like, that switch. Like, I thought it was interesting because you said, like, a lot of people, like, worked their way out. Like, you were talking about, like, oh, I made this and I made this. You know, like, a lot of people, like, worked their way out. I'm like, you can kind of, like, work your way back in, though, because, like, I don't think we even really understand what it means to be me. Yeah. Like, what does that actually mean? Like, I'm a billion <laughs> cells. Is like, a, but technically, there's, like, a whole bunch of other things living 
inside in this part of me. I'm not yeah. like, there is no me, yeah. per se. Like, do your white blood cells know they're part of Mike and, like, all my conscious thoughts? Yeah. Or are they just like, this is my job? My like, job, yeah. I kill the bacteria, whatever white blood cells do. Like, I see know. bacteria, I kill it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're thinking, like, this is so Mike could get, like, his college degree or, like, get... <laughs> Self-actualize. Like, I don't know if... It might, though. You don't... Yeah. You, the thing is, you don't know. So. I hope so. <laughs> you hope everything's going in your favor. Yeah. Man, I love that. And it's uh, it's one of my favorite conversations to have. Because usually, I'm talking to uh, a two-and-a-half-year-old all day. So <laughs> and then Max Marauder. So it's nice to, to hear other people who have kind of traversed those same thoughts as well. Um, and do you have... Uh, speaking of... Uh, other interests locally we talked about uh another band what inspires you guys like uh is there any local bands or do you look to anything uh in utah that you draw from inspiration or is it back home uh like you said from new york and uh how about you david right man yes. I, the answer is yes. yeah i think the answer is yes i don't know it's so i think from both of us but i'll definitely speak for me like my influences are kind of just like everything i've ever heard because wow. when I, like, listen to, like, any sort of music, there's almost always something that like, I think is interesting that they've done in music. And so it's just, like, where does that fit? And it's just, like, this mess that's in my ADHD brain. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, everything. Um, but when I, if I think about, like, there's a lot of really cool bands. Um, and, like, I think Good Colors, one we just mentioned, will probably put a song for you. But um, if I'm thinking about, like, one that, like, inspires me, I, like, I think has the most connection to what I'm doing right now, it's probably Dune Moss, I would say. Yeah, wow. music's amazing. <clears throat> And her, like, approach to music is just really beautiful. It's very ethereal, and, like, it conjures up elves and fairies, which I like a lot. Yeah, it has, like, a very, like... That's cool. It, it, it reeks, and a good, the positive... Mysticism. Kind of, it reeks of, like, mysticism, that's what I like. and, like, spirituality, and a connection yeah. to nature. At least that's what I get out of it. Yeah, same. Who's she can speak artist? for herself, but... Dune Moss? Really? Yeah. I, I, you, you definitely should check her out. Awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And every time I, I find more... Uh, like you said, when you get a take from everybody or look at everything you become uh, i think uh a more improved individual part of the collective too which is kind of tagging yeah. on to what we were talking yeah. about uh, as well and i think it's a part of who we are in our generation to kind of look to everything and take what we want from it yeah. and that's why we don't fit into the le like i'd say people a lot of people i know don't fit into a certain paradigm like they 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 have ideas about things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we and uh, we I feel like everybody I've ever, ever been around is part of a big collective, and the division has been uh, artificial. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think like labels can be helpful because like your ego wants to have like something to cling on to sometimes, but I think they're just, they're just super limiting. And we were talking about the other yeah. day, like especially genre labels as a musician because the oh, second yeah. you're like oh. What kind of band are we? Oh, we're indie rock. Or then you're like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, what, what do are indie we rock bands do, do here? Do? Yeah, are we allowed to do this? And the second you start asking that question, you're like, creativity just yeah, you're suffocating it. You're taking all the oxygen out of the room. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so how do you guys? So what what? So what is Lily House? What is Lily House? <laughs> is it like a alt rock? Cause you indie rock. Like how do you? Or cause you you had a post on your Instagram where you said we're transit we're oh. going like to oh, that was just a joke uh, <laughs> folk, folk yeah. music yeah although I do I thought you I were going like to folk, folk yeah. yeah um and I did dabble in accordion for a minute he but plays a mean claw hammer banjo I, I'm an okay claw hammer banjoist banjist banjist he's a banjist <laughs> I actually don't know how to say that I would say like 
Again, I don't know if I can nail a genre. When people ask us, like, when you just have to give an answer, I say, like, alt-pop. Yeah. Because that's super open and vague. Because we we have a lot of, like, pop, quote-unquote, sensibility. We like things that feel accessible and, like, you know, have, like, a nice danceable beat and, like, catchy vocal hooks. But all the influences under the surface. Yeah. R&B, electronica, rock, folk. It seems technical, but it comes together like a symphony. You know what I mean? Oh, thank and you. I, I love it. That. And it's it's funny when uh, you, you see something's good because other people like uh, uh, they adopt they adopt it, and so it's it's nice to see that talent. And uh, I think most yeah. of, most of the people I've had on the show, like uh, No Such Animal, Hollow Hill, oh, awesome. even yeah. Comas, like there's there's this weird thing uh, that happens when people just have ownership over what they create. And they do it for the right reasons, right? Like we're, I, like you said, we. I don't want to limit my, limit myself if I'm R and B or if I'm alt rock. Like, yeah, if you just create and it comes out naturally, it's pretty authentic and awesome. That's why everything on the radio sounds fake. I feel like because there's a thousand hands at play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be hard when you have like a lot of decisions being made about like your art and like is right is this wrong and you start asking those questions and a thousand people come in yeah i think that that creative process can probably be difficult so it's nice just the two of us just yeah just doing it yeah yeah do you like this song or like that's one thing i had to separate myself from like was like if i make a podcast i don't send it to someone say do you like this you just have to do it um do you guys send like do you guys share songs with each other like who makes the ultimate decision to post is it or like actually it's it's pretty collective. I mean, we, yeah. yeah. I don't know that there's. Are you sitting on a lot? Of we are music? sitting on a lot, actually. Oh my God. Like yeah. it's it's actually been really frustrating. Hundreds. So much music. Yeah. That's what it, a lot of people I've talked to is, and I wonder why there's this artistic inhib, like inhibition of sharing, uh, your work, or because it's not quite finished yet, or it's not perfect, or is what, what are these things yeah. that kind of. There's a lot of factors. I think one of it is like you do want it to sound like clean and professional. Like something I didn't even know until we started to try to release music is how much like a song can be really good, but if you don't like get it mixed and mastered right, it'll sound like garbage. Like wow. it's just, there's just so much that goes into it besides just writing a good song. Because people people have been hearing mixed, mastered yeah. music their entire lives and their brains like this is what a song's supposed to sound yes. like. So you can have a banging song and even like really good vocal takes and guitar takes. But if it's not like in those parameters, most people's brains are just gonna be like, "This doesn't this sounds seem amateur. Right. It doesn't this seem doesn't like it sound good." Yeah. yeah, you are a hundred percent right. Yeah. That's wild. You uh, you uh, have an ability to identify that. So that's an aspect of it. Another one is like Spotify, you, Spotify owns the music industry, yeah. and so like, so like one of the things that we talk about a lot, and I think we'll we'll probably be less beholden to it in the future based on conversations we've been having, but like. If you actually want to like get anywhere, one of the most important things is to get like picked up on a Spotify editorial playlist. Wow! And you have to like give them enough time to like review your song. We haven't gotten that one yet, but like you have to give them like enough time to review your song. So like you only have one in consideration at a time. So then it's like wow, you guys have too many good songs. You have to with this bottleneck. We're, we're gonna, I think we're gonna kind of just like forget about them and just make our own path. Yeah, but, but that's like, been ooh. one of the things. And it's like cool they give that opportunity and it's free and like they take people from nowhere to somewhere yeah. to get their yeah, music yeah. out. But like it is, it is a bottleneck because that's like yeah, like David explained. Yeah, 
you, wow. you just, you're just stuck. You can't release another song until that one's finished being considered. So we're gonna change the path and just you know hope hopefully get somewhere some other way. Yeah. But it, but it, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. It's a new form of a record label almost. Like it's it's uh, yeah. but it's worse because it's one it's basically one record label that yeah. controls everything. <laughs> yeah. And I love Spotify. I'm not actually like hating on them. It's just kind of. Yeah, that's so interesting. Thanks for enlightening me to that. That's wild. That's crazy to learn that. Because, um, right, uh, I grew up where you put cassettes in, and then there were CDs, and now it's, uh, you even had uh, auxiliary cords, and now, oh, yeah. now it's just my phone, boom, and uh, yeah, you're right, dude, There, it, it is Spotify. Um, and it's weird. I play music on Amazon. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like Apple Music. But... I used to use Amazon Music actually. I don't even know what their offerings look like now. I mean, I have Amazon Prime, so it's probably free to me. Yeah, I use uh, I use Amazon Music. So I play your uh, hey Lily House. I don't know why I don't plug Amazon Music for because no artist has ever said we do the Amazon link. Are we on Amazon? Yeah, you. That's yeah. Oh, play, I don't even know how we got there. You're on my local music for Utah. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Very cool. That's cool. Who else is on there? Uh, I, it's limited so far. I because okay. like Hollow Hill, Left Logan, cool. Uh, no such animal. Just people yeah. are gone, and then there's a there's a lot of people who I want, but there's so much music to be honest. Yeah. There's a lot. Like we were talking about earlier, like I get lost in trying to listen to all these people and I, I listen to one, two, three, four, five. And it's weird. Like your music hits every single time. Uh, and it's repeatable, which is funny. And you talked about how things have to be just right. And it's weird. It is a science and you figured it out. Um, and I'm fascinated how to, how you guys did that. Fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. It's it's um, yeah. Mixing. It's pretty pretty Can intense. I, yeah. My my wife wanted me to ask you this. Uh, she she says their music's so sexual. Wow. Ah. <laughs> uh, wow. Is it so? Is there 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 are sexual undertones and or are there not like? But thematically, that's where, thematically, I would say there actually really aren't. In a but, in a roundabout way. Okay. Um, Tell me about that. <laughs> <if Mike laughs> Tell me about that. I'll explain it. <laughs> what I would say is like most attractive and released on our on our EP embrace, which the whole concept of embrace is like embracing life in its totality. Yeah. Because it's like so easy to try to just like disassociate and block things out and close ourselves off. But the idea of like embracing people, embracing but, yourself, embracing nature, like embracing the present and the passage of time and our mortality. And so like in a way, like sexuality is a huge part of human life. Yeah. So I, like, I'd like to cut in because I would say more what she might have been speaking to is like when you listen to your music, the way it makes you feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you I'm, know what I mean? Like when like, you... You know what I mean? Like you, but, like the way it makes you feel. Oh, it's like, sexy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think we think of it ourselves as being very sexy, yeah. but the, musically, not as humans. Yeah. Musically, but no, I think because I don't think it comes out as like obviously, but yeah. R&B is actually a really big influence in yeah. our music, and I think that's probably coming out there. Yeah. That's uh, a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> Although the theme of the, the EP is important and cool too. Uh, to tie it in that's and that's the whole thing about an artistic creation is what it is is in itself what you see on the outside is on the inside yeah and i love what you're saying it 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 comes together as a whole and i love 
how it does make you feel and whether it's sexual or not it's an energized feeling when yeah. you listen to your music you it's an upbeat feeling uh it's an high almost um, like i would listen to music i don't go to the gym but if i did go to the gym <laughs> thank you. Yeah. or like if i was doing an activity like going or, or doing something uh upbeat so i i love that my I just had to get that question yeah. out from my wife. I, cool. I think our next single is actually probably the sexiest. It's very sexy. It's our the next sexiest one we're, sexy that we're, we'll have released to the today. Yeah. So, so really? yeah, that one's coming out, what, September 5th? Yeah. yeah. That's why I would say, like, if, if people feel our music is sexual, that's cool. I would describe our music as sexy. Sexy, yeah. 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 Wow, I love that. Well, I enjoy it. So. Oh, thank <laughs> it's you. It's enjoyable, and uh, it's, it's awesome uh, to... To realize the talent, because some people, I really don't like this, they'll say, there's no new good music, or there's this idea where, like, music is dead, or, and I was like... I, man, I don't think so at all, actually. Oh, it's, yeah. actually, there's a ton of people who are creating, well, not a ton, in fact, I think most people quit. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of graveyards of good artists, and the people who keep making music are the ones who kind of rise to the top, and that's how everything is, like, if, in life, like, what makes it to the end of a curve is just the people who don't quit yeah like how do you get to the end of law school Well, you go every day <laughs> just don't stop like, show up yeah yeah like up. it's not a secret <laughs> and true, yeah. yeah and so the same thing in music or in any endeavor in life like a banker like you gotta show up every day to collect and to distribute as a banker so yeah it makes me think of in a totally unrelated note but the like the Navy SEALs. I read a book oh, by this, wow. this SEAL and like how like basically it's just like everybody just drops out but it's just like whoever just like accepts the pain the longest they yeah. win. <laughs> yeah, for me that's the fact that nobody listened to me. <laughs> yeah. Or does sometimes. In fact, I realize some people do listen and I'm really appreciative of it. And were you, when you put out music, did you know right away people were going to resonate and listen or like because or I don't know what to expect because like I think what we were making, we didn't really feel like sounded too much like anyone else. Lush, I think it, right? It's like hard to, yeah, yeah Lush was the first one to go out. And it's like, it's easier to understand. Maybe this is part of why genres are kind of comfortable sometimes. Is like, you already know there's people who vibe with that kind of music. So you know if you make that kind of music, people are going to vibe with it. But if you yeah. feel like you're making something that doesn't really exist, it's like, I don't know. Maybe people will be in this, but who knows? Yeah. I've never seen how people react to this. I haven't heard yeah. your music before. Um, and, and there's one... Yeah, the, and that's the nice thing about that. There's no, when I, the, the songs that come after Amazon are, are always like, uh, they're, they're mainstream songs. Mm -hmm. And it, it's interesting, like, I think Amazon's trying to t connect. You know, <laughs> like, who out, like, are these guys? Is, what is this? this and because uh, it's funny because Hollow Hill and some of the other bands I listen to play different things after. And, um, so it's fascinating how algorithms work and di dictate people's plays and yeah. things like that. And it's a really big part of, I guess, the artistic creation. If you get attached to that, like your values plays, then you lose the reason why you make make it, right? Like, Because yeah. at first, nobody even played you. You yeah. just made the thing. Totally. Yeah. Right? And then, you, then sometimes you judge your value on like whether you get enough plays or not. And like... For me, I'll look at a podcast. I'm like, ah, oh, nobody listened. <laughs> yeah, you can get in your head about it. Yeah, start to throw you and yeah, like you said. And then it's like, and then if you stop showing up, you stop doing the thing. It's like you're even less likely to find any success. <laughs> so. Do you is no? Tell me this is part of an experience playing on stage because you're gonna be playing on boardwalks. Yeah. And, 
how, what's that like? Is it's it's different than just pl- playing in a studio, right? And playing live is it? Have you how many times have you played live? Is it finding yourselves or? It's not a huge number, but I just don't actually know. Yeah, that. Probably like over. We've had over probably like ten shows now okay. in the last couple of years. Okay. Like a dozen shows. Okay. Yeah. Do you um, get nervous? <laughs> you, you must, I got right? really nervous at the beginning. I don't really get as nervous now. I don't know. No, we've been really lucky. Like, every show we've played, the crowds have just been super cool and just fine. Yeah. And, like, we've just had a good time, and we've danced, and people have danced, and, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, it's we've, we've, always, we've never had Ooh. a show we haven't had fun, right? I get a Blue Man Group vibe from you. Interesting. I've never seen like, so them. You know, I'm thinking about, like, some of the experience, like, if I was going to... Because when you try to describe the, the audience reaction, like, if I was... That's one thing I went to, and if I was in your audience, we, you, the way your music makes me feel, it's it's an experience, right? Um, so. Are you familiar with Alt J? So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. So I went to an Alt J concert, and it's like one of those things where like it's an experience, like and it, and it hits you. Like, yeah. Like, oh, the, like everything. I feel like they would hit live. Yeah. 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 I've never seen them that, live. But. That's what we want to do. We want it to be like this full-bodied experience. We try to make it a party. Yeah. Like, David's got amazing dance moves, and we try to encourage people to dance and just have it's, fun. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. I, I The thing is, I, I actually do still get nervous like up leading to a show, but as soon as we start, it's just like, I like making music, and I just enjoy being on stage and just making music. So yeah, even if we have like a technical issue or feedback, we just get in the zone and have yeah. fun. Yeah, like, the nerves go away once we actually start playing. Generally, and yeah. have you seen? Uh, I forget. There's a technical term for it where, like, if you put sand on a piece of board and then you play vibrations. Oh yeah, yeah. And it generates some. Like, yeah. I've, have you done that with your music? Like no. some kind of audio visual. Kind I'd of like. To, yeah, that'd be my next thing. You get like those fire tubes and like. <laughs> No, I'm feeling, yeah, but I'm, oh, I'm saying... Just to kind of see what it oh, does. Oh, see what it visually looks yeah, like. Yeah, like, that'd be cool. Because I think that's... I want to see what uh, your music does. Oh, I, I have awesome. my own idea of what it feels like. I don't like, know how to do that. Let's, we'll Google it. Okay. That'd be cool. I know what you're talking about. I've seen this, but I don't yeah, know how to create it. that's a really it. cool idea. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. And uh, it's each person or artist I've talked to who makes music, it does create... And music is a vibration that changes, I think, everything in your body and your rhythm. I do agree with that, yeah. Yeah, and it's so, you know, it's nice to listen to your music. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Every artist is nice, but, it, like, the vibration is unique and new. So yeah. um, we're almost to an hour, and um, do we have any other artists? Uh, oh, we, we were going to play in with one of yours, maybe? One of your songs? We can do that, or we can do... Um, the Good Color song was Passage, I think, that we were thinking yeah, of. Yeah, do you prefer one of ours or another local artist? Uh, one of yours. Okay, sure. Let's do... One of your... Fi- one of you, like, you I mean, we released Super most recently, so that's probably like what I'm most on, but what do you think? Yeah, we could do, uh, do Super Luminal, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Now, can I ask some off-the-wall questions? Yeah. So these are things on... So, like, uh, did you ever have, like, a, a football phone growing up in your family? A football phone? Phone? Yeah, or like a clown, a clown phone, or a phone that was different. No, my family. We had. This is not that interesting. It looked like a rotary phone, but there were just buttons you press like a normal phone. Huh. So okay. it was like faux vintage. Okay. Wow. It was interesting too. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's about as weird as it got. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, shaggy. we just had a regular old phone. Okay, shaggy carpet or uh, short carpet. We had a sh- We had like a medium. We had both. Kind of we had different out. parts of that. Our house was a mess. It would be a different stuff to rooms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Here's another one. Uh, did you growing up have your light switches, the uh, things around them, were they decorated for your room? Not decorated. Or like, no. what are they called? Light panels? Oh, I know what you mean, where you could get, like, put the panel and it could be something cool. Yeah. I always wanted something. I like think that. I had one briefly, but I think I had a Spider Man one for a couple years, actually. Oh, yeah. That's okay. cool. Yeah. We uh, were cool. Did you ever have stars in your bedroom growing up? No. Oh, yeah. Those neon ones you could put on the ceiling. Okay. Those are dope. I got hit by my Harry Potter poster. Yeah, okay. That's good stuff. Did you ever uh, set off any rockets uh, and in, in the sense of like the science project ones where you had to go to the store and buy the little uh, models and build it and like the actual ones? I did not, no. I did, and then we had one of the engines left over and we like put it in the fire one day, me and my <laughs> friends, and like it didn't go off and we forgot about it. And then like 30 minutes later we were talking and it, it went off. What? And I'm not exactly, this is real, it, it went off, went up, I shit you not, it brushed my friend's cheek and like burned the hair on the side of his face and went off into the bush and like caught wow. the bush on fire. That's it was pretty crazy. It was badass, yeah. That's Holy nuts. shit. Yeah, Tower Metcalf, his head could have exploded. Oh if you're my. hearing this, it was really funny, but oh. I'm not okay. <laughs> my God, that's wild. Um, growing up, uh, did you what? Did you have a garage? If you did, or garage poor, or no garage? Garage. 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 We had a dog kennel on the side. Mm-hmm. We had like airsoft wars in there. Okay. It was like a little gulag. It was awesome. Cool, cool. Favorite toys growing up? I was way into action figures, like superheroes, like Spider Man was cool. So probably yeah, that. Toy swords. Toy swords. Plastic <laughs> toy swords. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, favorite uh, vacation? Did well actually. In fact, did you go on vacations growing up? A couple, but not a lot. Okay, were they in state? No, no, not usually. Out of state. Usually out of state. Where'd you go? Went like camping in like Tennessee or something. Okay, cool, cool. I don't know why we went to Tennessee. We would go to like the beach, which was like a river, or if we were lucky, like Lake Ontario was the closest thing to a real beach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, growing up, where's uh, one of the th- places you uh, like have a? As soon as you smell, for me, it's uh, an example is a cafeteria and a school or. Uh, the smell of a church like what's a smell that takes you immediately to a place in your childhood or like some mm. some people it's a book you open up and smell a book or what, what, what's some of the first smells that take you to your youth um if any yeah, or that's interesting memory smells um I got yeah oh like the first spring breeze that comes in Ooh, like March wow. the snow's starting to melt and you get that first kind of warm breeze and the green's coming out and there's like a very specific smell rain. it's very nostalgic yeah rain on asphalt smell that's a oh, good smell yeah that's, I, that's actually a good one but yeah. paint first time you smell paint as a kid I mean I, I don't remember the first time specifically but I actually love yeah, the smell like of paint in my room as a kid, uh, like, sharpies Oh, None of these smelly markers. Right? Okay, smelly markers. Okay, some people have like <laughs> so no, smell. Okay, um, what's another question about a childhood? Uh, growing up, favorite cartoon? Dude, Spider Man just keeps coming up. Spider Man. Interesting. That's a good synchro for me. My dad tried to give me a Spider Man cup the other day. Nice. And I was like, my my dad's a, <laughs> dad my. She's a girl, and she likes princesses. I'll take the Spider-Man cup. Thank you. She likes it, but she looks at it, and she's like, what is this? That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, now I have a Spider-Man cup. Um, so that's a cool synchro. Uh, favorite <laughs> cartoon? Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe like Batman and Robin. Oh, 
like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Actually, I think though I watched a lot of Spider Man, but I actually think the Powerpuff Girls. Whoa. Was probably my favorite cartoon. For real, I yeah. love the oh, Powerpuff actually, Girls, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, actually, I loved like Ed, Ed and Eddie. Wow, me okay. too. Okay. I was a little dumbass. That just resonated with me a lot. Yeah, I see that connection. Like a spiritual connection <laughs> to that show. Yeah. All right. Um, was the favorite gro- what was the local grocery store you went to growing up? Was it a Smith's, Albertsons? What was that? What was that? I think it was like a. I don't even think they have them here. Like a Safeway. Yeah, I think that was in California. Okay. Portland. Okay. Yeah. Oregon. Price Chopper. Price Chopper. What? Chopper. Chopper. I'm Still exists. Way. We call it the Chop. <laughs> the Chop. Working out the Chop. Yeah. Okay. No way. The price. Did you ever work there? No, my okay. friends, well, friends worked at Price Chopper. Okay. First job, and how old were you? I was a land surveying assistant. Oh, wow. I was, oh, ooh, I was ooh. 17. Wow. That's cool. Um, I, I don't think it was actually legal for me George, to have that job. You sound like George Washington. Yeah, That's what He uh, surveyed land, and then, wasn't that his job? I think he did oh. actually do that. Yeah, yeah, Sam. Yeah. I have a deep connection with George Washington, but... No, I think it was actually illegal for me to have that job technically. And I like cut my finger on the job one time, and like my boss was like freaking out because like I can't actually like, tell anybody what happened. So I told him I was like just doing gardening. That's a good call. <laughs> I love. was also a rebel. He did not have yeah. the authorities of his day. Yeah, see, <laughs> me and George have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first job, I was like a. I did everything. I was a delivery boy, dishwasher. I prepared mm. the food. I took the phone calls at this country diner far away from my house and there was like no GPS and I didn't have GPS at the time and there's just these backwoods country roads and they'd be like you need to come bring me my chicken nuggets to this address and I'd like have to ask people like how the fuck do I get to and they'd be like well you gotta check they actually do that yeah this yeah. Was, it, it yeah, was, yeah it was a great job it was a great first job yeah. people wow. get this kind of interactions where I was from too so. yeah it was a nightmare so when you were growing up did you put uh, cards on your bike cards no. We had like, to make your car to make your bike sound like a motorcycle. Uh, we had those little colored things you could put on the spokes. Okay, those were cool. So okay. like design. All right. Um, Did you ever play night games growing yeah. up? Like Capture the Flag. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I missed okay, that. Okay, what games? I, like, More night games. Capture the Flag. Capture the Flag. Murder of the Dog. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, what's it called? Manhunt. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then we started getting like airsoft guns and nerf guns. Nice. I, I never graduated. We play like zombie games. Gosh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Real guys ever want to play Capture the Flag though? I actually really miss that. I, I miss that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody knows how fun these things are because people don't do them yeah. anymore. Like you forget. Like I go, take my kid to the park and I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> it's like nobody takes their kid to the park anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird that. world like but people used to like what am I going to do with this kid <laughs> <laughs> and so like a society put all these parks outside like here here's a slide <laughs> and then now screens are like well nobody's going to the parks so what do we do with the parks uh, next question uh, growing up uh, what was uh, your first uh, dream job mine was working at Blockbuster Blockbuster. I mean, just wanted to do like the, as a kid, as a kid, like your first yeah. idea, like uh, my next after that was like maybe I could work at a movie theater. First, I actually think I was just one of those stereotypical I want to be a doctor kids. Wow, yeah. no way. Uh, I wanted to be an archaeologist, but I thought that I'd be like Indiana Jones and just traveling the world yeah. and like 
doing like adventure stuff. I didn't Whoa. want to like you know dig out stuff. Neither did Indiana Jones. Yeah, neither did Indiana Jones. <laughs> so that's yeah. crazy. My wife wanted to be a cashier. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. That's achievable. We can work with that. Y'all's dreams are like, you can do those things. I always think that's funny. Like uh, a blockbuster kid in Albertson's cashier. She, for some reasons, likes Albertson's. But next question. uh, Actually, we're at an hour. Do you guys have time for... I'm fine. Like a couple of new questions? Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Okay. uh, I'm just just channeling right now. Okay. Uh, When you were growing up, did you ever wear shorts in the uh, winter? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Like negative twenty, and we'd go in running for track practice, and like we were supposed to have leggings, but I just go in those short shorts. We like push each other in the snow and shit. I don't. I don't. It's a different breed, huh? I would die now if I did anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I just did it because I thought I was tough, but I was never like, look, look how cool I am. I can yeah. wear shorts in the snow. Yeah. The girls are so impressed. They work. <laughs> They're like, that kid's a dumbass. No, they work. Why would I date someone stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I wear shorts. <laughs> yeah. so, that's so funny. Uh, next, uh, favorite movie as a child. So I liked Cutthroat Island, uh, which mm-hmm. is a story of a strong female protagonist who fights pirates. Okay. It's actually a, the worst block, uh, block, uh, blockbuster block office premiere ever. Oh, really? But One the concept sounds great. Yeah, I, I forget who it is, but I loved the idea of it um and i love pirates but nobody else liked that movie growing up and i watched it over and over whenever i could favorite movie growing up my that movie was cutthroat island by the way i was pretty into that? this little known disney movie live action called shipwrecked what yeah nobody's seen it in the whole world you should look it up though. it's got pirates and stuff that's cool same yeah we're it's this kid yes it's this kid he's like basically these pirates kidnapped or whatever he's wow kidnapped. anyways yeah. and stop them from doing some bad stuff I don't even remember what it's about I just remember pirates that's crazy I love pirates too I do love pirates I'm pretty basic I think A New Hope was probably my favorite movie what's that uh, Star Wars the first Star Wars movie oh that's cool man yeah that, A New Hope that's I like that as well my yeah, my wife grew up never knowing what Star Wars was. Oh, wow. So it's not nice even saw Never saw Star Wars. Go so. see a Star Wars. But <laughs> uh, so growing up, uh, g- hey, what do you get at the movie theater? For me, it was uh, popcorn, bunch of crunch, and a soda. Um, I mean, just candy. I don't know, bag of Skittles, those okay. cookie dough bites. Oh yeah, big big thing of popcorn, Diet Dr Pepper. Uh, I do have peanut M and M's. Peanut M and M's are great. Okay. Yeah. And uh, did you play any video games growing up? Donkey Kong, Mario. <laughs> I played party. Yeah, a cool. lot of video games. Yeah. Tell me about that a first lot. couple of video games you played. Uh, Mario, like the original Mario. Wow. Yeah. Mario, Sonic. I think my my older sibling got me play Sonic when I was like three yeah, years old. Sonic. They sent me down a dark path. But I think the most influential video game on me. Probably like Chrono Trigger. Whoa. That's like one of the best games ever made. The soundtrack's one of the best soundtracks ever made. Chrono uh, Trigger. Yeah, have you played it? Uh, I don't think I have. It's super. It's Whoa. Yeah. It is a classic. I've actually never played it, but anybody who like knows games is, says that's one of the best ever. Yeah. That's true. cool. This is dude, that's why I ask these questions. Awesome. Zelda actually does. Zelda, yeah, Zelda like, is whoa. my like Link is who I want to be. That's part of Lily House. Zelda. Yeah. There, without Zelda, there'd be no. Lily. There would be no Lily House without oh, I love Zelda, dude. <laughs> I, that's the only game like I play that. I didn't. 
There's actually a Twilight Princess. Uh, what, what's that? Twilight Princess. I'm not familiar, dude. I mean, I, that Zelda is, I think it's, in my opinion, the best Zelda game. But I, it's, it's a contrarian opinion, but it is my opinion. I haven't played it. Uh, this is, I think there's a Utah stoner metal band called Chronic Trigger. Interesting. Yeah, I listened to them once. Yeah, I think it's a great nice name. Nice shout out. It's a good name. Well, I, yeah, I don't even know there's what's going no, There's no way they're not influenced. Because, yeah, yeah, they have to be. They have to be. That's really cool. Um, did you play any like flag football, t ball, any sports? Like your parents signed you up. Like, well, maybe they'll be good at this. I like, played t ball, but I was too short, so like I would just hit the tee all the time. Okay. Because I couldn't reach the ball. Oh. <laughs> I played pee wee baseball. I was up to bat. I was pretty good. Like I don't know baseball terms, but I would always get to like second base when nice. I batted. In the field, I was useless. It was Whoa. like Calvin and Hobbes. I just be like. <laughs> I was, I was just go far left field, Mike. Don't worry about it. Wow. That was me too. Yeah, <laughs> like made up a place for me to go. I love that. I was the same. I, I absolutely. Um, growing up, first uh, field trip you went on that you can recall going on like that was a fun field trip for me. It was like a two day trip. It, it sounds like a vacation, and it was because it was Clear Creek. So they take you in Utah to. Uh, in fifth grade, a little cabin style area, and you spend two days there. So that was oh, the biggest field trip I ever went on. Uh, that's how it was advertised. <laughs> uh, but it was like a anything like that growing up, like in elementary school, big field oh. trips. Um, the first field trip I remember, we went, to, it was a double field trip. Uh, they took us to the St. Lawrence Seaway, which is like a lock system. Like the Panama Canal, where okay. like the boats can pass through this lock system to go to the yeah. St. Lawrence River. That's cool. As a kid, it was actually cool because it's like huge and you're seeing these big boats and like the water filling yeah. up. Um, and then they also took us to the airport. They thought that <laughs> the was a field trip. Yeah, and like I remember just thinking <laughs> a 70 year old woman getting on just like a little Cessna plane and we were all just like, oh my god, an airplane. <laughs> like we thought that was so cool at the time. I love that. Yeah. And. Uh, I was homeschooled, so yeah. Let me talk trips. about this. Every trip was a field trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went out of the house today. <laughs> that's yeah. so great. Uh, that's funny. Funny you do that. I should have asked this question earlier about schooling. I usually ask that, uh, <clears throat> but uh, I love the topic of schooling. That's what I got my master's degree in. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. But we're that. past that. We're in the kids segment. So okay. next question about your childhood. Growing up, uh, what was? Did you ever get like uh, you'll shoot your eye out, kid? Like a, a Daisy ri- red rifle or anything like that? I was just thinking about that today. That is so. We on the drive over here. I was thinking about Christmas story and that specific line. Huh. Shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, really. What's going on? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Man. Oh, I I had like hella like airsoft guns and toy guns and. I wanted to join the military. Me too. I, I'd, I'd get dressed in like my woodland camel and my tactical vest. Nowadays, I hate the war. Now, yeah, nowadays I'm like I'm different, different perspective. I'm different no. attitude. Yeah. I'm the biggest anti-war person ever. Yeah. Nobody's more anti-war than me. Yeah. I'm completely. Uh, hey, if, if we have a draft, by the way, and I've said this on my podcast before, if you don't dodge it, you're dumb. So, uh, and I don't care how far they extend the age. No American should ever be told to fight for this country anyways uh <laughs> i hate war yeah, uh, yeah. nobody should nobody should, should ever kill yeah. anybody uh next question is <laughs> so it's such a dark turn but uh <laughs> provo uh the next provo kid question is uh growing up did you ever like have a 
a van or was it uh what was the vehicle your parents had to transport everybody or was it a for me growing up everybody had a van a minivan we had plig rigs around our town and which are really big vans Mm. that fit about eight to ten people so did you have one of those in your families no, I did not. We, you van yeah. family? We had like a rotating. We had, there were seven kids in my family. Okay, so van family. Like, we, sometimes we'd have a van. Usually we'd have little sedans and you'd have to do what's called the double buckle. Yeah. Where two kids share a seatbelt. The most fun was sometimes we'd have station wagons. The ones where like the back seats yeah. face behind. So you like pull up to red lights and you're just like staring at the people in the car behind you. And it's like really weird. I was always so jealous of the kids that had those. I thought they were so It was fun. Well, it's fun when you have like two family cars because then you're like playing like games with each yeah. other you're like pew, 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 and, like yeah but. that's awesome i love that that's a good hey and uh next question how did you decide uh like what school you were so you went to uh homeschool huh yeah your whole tell all the way through so i dropped out of preschool you didn't really go there you just woke up there <laughs> 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 people want to talk about school so we won't talk about school um so what are there some childhood like a uh, favorite thing growing up as a child like uh activity you did so for me it was like playing sports or uh doing things of that nature uh did you have a favorite thing that you connected with was it making music because how did you find music by the way where was where's the music come from so i played lots of basketball i was obsessed with basketball when i was okay. a kid um and through high school really i didn't really even start playing guitar until i was almost done with high school um, and I'm going to be totally honest, I started playing guitar because I was like, girls will probably like this. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I fe- and then like I fell in love with it as its own thing later. Just, like, yeah. over time, I just, like, realized how cool it was. But that's how I started. <laughs> hey. It worked. Yeah. It like, didn't. It, 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 <laughs> 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 something's worked out. Not giving him something. It's winning the blue. I was watching, or thinking about winning... The poo lately, and it's so philosophically deep. Winnie the Pooh, uh, just getting sidetracked about that. That was my favorite cartoon growing okay. up, by the way. Yeah. I actually Winnie probably haven't Pooh. watched enough of it. Really? I should probably watch more. Oh, it's I like deep. The movies they made. I, I cry every time I watch like it, dude. I, his family. Oh, dude. And, and they're like, That's we've always right. been your family. Oh, Winnie the, oh, wow. Winnie the Pooh hits <laughs> deep. I can't see this. You know? yeah, yeah. I can't. I've never watched. My, I got, I've never watched the Winnie the Pooh movie without crying. I swear, dude. Cause you watch it and like you really like pay attention, and you like you read the propaganda, which I love it, <laughs> and then it hits you hard. And like man, uh, the Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh is like uh Winnie the Pooh's is childhood, and eventually you have to separate yourself from your childhood. But to realize, uh, the whole reason with this question segment is uh. It's it's uh, the proper kid, right? So the child mm-hmm. is what is the creative thing in life, and if you maintain that in your life, you never stop creating. And it's one of the most important things we do in our life is create, and it's a kid-like thing. And that's where all these questions are coming from. Is we got to keep in mind is that uh, all those questions that I ask is like that's what cr- I use to create, or like I try to always tap into that because sometimes I feel like. Uh, uh, that person's not there. Yeah. And then I read Thich Nhat Hanh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, he's, uh, he passed away, unfortunately, recently. He's, 
he's a Vietnamese monk, and uh, he just talks about how, like, you know, the child always lives with inside you, and you can, like, always go back and talk yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I took that literally, and I'm like, I'm going to go to bed and talk to my kid self. That's beautiful. That's, yeah. No, I think, I think it's really beautiful. It's actually interesting, because just a couple of days ago, we were talking about how, like, so much of life, like, especially in a society, which is fine, society's good and important in a lot of ways, but you're, like, kind of taught that everything you do has to have, like, a purpose. And, like, yeah. it's so different when you're a kid. When you're a kid, nothing has a purpose. Yeah. You're just exploring and you're playing. And it's, like, I think a lot of the reason people get, like, so, I don't know, they're not as happy as adults or whatever, it's because they lose that part of themselves that, like, does things for no reason. They just do things yes. because I want to create, I want to experience. And, like, if you, the more you get that back in your life and you just do things because you want to, like the better off you feel. Wow, it's yeah. so important to be authentic and yeah. it, to speak from yourself. And I never learned how to do that. And people say your brain doesn't stop developing as a male adult, typically till it's twenty seven. So like all of a sudden, it's weird. I had this realization at twenty seven, <laughs> uh, three months away from my master's program. Like, oh, I'm never gonna teach. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm never gonna <laughs> teach. <laughs> I call my mom. I'm dropping out. And she's like, what are you talking about? Uh, you have two or three months. Well, I'm done. I'm not teaching. I don't care. Never will use it. I quit. <laughs> but, like, you have this realization, right? Like, oh, like I got to be myself. And all of a sudden, I realized I was serving all these ulterior things. Yeah. And the child self inside of me was crying, like, hey, do something for yourself. And I, like, create. And I was serving a lot in my life. Well, you got to serve yourself some at some point. Totally. Yeah, I think... Um, it gets back to the beehive question earlier. And I'm like, this is the Provocate question segment. And uh, I just... Here's another thing. Uh, post First poster on your wall. It was... It was... Uh, who was it? I think it was Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. NBA Jam. I love that game. I think I had like a Harry Potter poster like when the first movie came out. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. I got... I got called Harry Potter quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, until I started working with individuals with disabilities, I had contacts. And then when I admitted, I said, I won't hide my disability anymore. And I took off the contacts and I started wearing the glasses. Yeah, because there's people who have no choice. There's people who have no choice but to hide. Like, I have a disability. I'm, you know, mm, and wow. this is this. I'm like, I, I get to hide the fact that I can't see without my glasses. I got to be my most authentic self and wear my glasses and it's not really a disability, quote unquote, but I don't see it as that at all. Yeah. Uh, but to be myself and let other people know, like, yo, I can't see. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen since first grade. Yeah, because disability <laughs> has like a, such a stigma attached to the word where it's like yeah. something you're supposed to hide or you're supposed to be afraid of. I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's one of the, uh, that community is the biggest community in my life. Uh, it's the only community I've ever committed to working for or serving. That's cool. Like, it, that, to me, so if I'm not doing this podcast, that's the community I'm serving. Like, yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, next question growing up, did you ever have to do a family night or, or anything like that on a Monday? Was, was your Monday occupied growing up? Not consistently. Not they, consistently. they tried we had family meeting, and I, um, I'm like not religious anymore, but I thought it was really cool to like meet with my family yeah. once a week. We have a little activity, maybe watch a movie, play a little game, you know, scriptures and prayer and all that. But yeah, I really liked that. Growing so, up, when when I was a kid in Utah, people didn't understand like a weekend like was to Monday. 
Yeah. Like, you guys are like, can you hang out after school? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, it's family like, what? Uh, so that, that's a that's a fun thing. Thank you guys for being here. We're yeah, thank you. Been here for, I mean, hour twenty. And do you have anything else you'd like to close with? Like, uh, where can people find you? So Instagram handles or anything like that. What's that? Lilyhouse.music. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find us on Instagram Lilyhouse.music. We're on Spotify. We're on all major streaming services. Um, we are on YouTube. Um, you know, we're, we're playing shows with the Boardwalk September 2nd. We got other shows posted on our Instagram, so and I'll, love to see people there. I'll promote this and as much as I can and get that out there as well. And it'll be in the description. And uh, any shout-outs also, this is a big thing for me. Uh, anybody locally, they don't have to be a musical artist, but anybody you want to give a light towards or in Utah, like, hey, here's a band or Here, here's oh, this. It's and like such a – it's – there's so many. So, so, I can edit this too if you want. I think we should shout out Comas, like put your music on Spotify. Comas, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to get it. Let's just make it on that. so good. Let's, let's, we could, money. yeah, that could be it. Because I've been telling them that too. That's so funny. But there's also, there's an artist I want to shout out. Uh, she did our logo and she's just also so cool. Just perfect. Gonna, I just got to find her name on here. I got to remember. It's well, Ekaterina, but I can't remember her last name. Oh, my internet connection. I'll like her Insta handle. Yeah, we might have to edit it because like, oh, here we go, Ekaterina Leonte. She yeah. She I don't know if I'm saying it right. Just message me. Her. Okay, cool. And then, and then She's so talented. Her art's phenomenal. I love that. So if you can uh, give a shout out to anybody else, and I think going forward, uh, for anybody creating, uh, it's got to be an upward lift. Uh, like mention as many people as you can, and it's a different world where our parents grew up, and you put signs outside of the the store. Yeah, like uh, to get people's attention, and we live in a world where uh, our brick and mortar is online, and it's it's a hard hard world to transition to, and I don't like it personally. <laughs> I hate screens. Yeah, I in fact, it's so funny to be a part of a system you loathe. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I hear we that. Oh, you know what I mean? It's weird. It's so, and that's what I. Uh, it's such a funny thing. We could talk forever, I feel like. Uh, you guys have been a blessing. Lily House, so fun. You can find them. I'll leave links in the description. God bless the boardwalk.